ever watched the SNL episode? That's where it. We're good. An episode, an SNL episode where they're talking like this. <laughs> and yeah. Sweaty. And tonight <laughs> we're going to introduce to you how to cook the most scrumptious and delicious apple pie. You do that really well, actually. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> It sounds like that. It sounds like that. It's really, it's legit. It's legit. Wow. So we're live. Mm -hmm. Let's do this. All right. Hey, this is our first time. Phenomenal Underdogs podcast number one with Elliot Kelly. So he wouldn't really say this, but oh, before I get to the bio though. Yeah. Phenomenal Underdogs is sponsored by Viral Roots Media, creating films that go viral, spread, and take root. Commercial films, crowdfunding films with social media management, storyboarding, animation, and screenwriting, and go for more, go for broke with ViralRootsMedia.com. Viral Roots. Viral Roots Media, that's legit. Thank you. Hey, Elliot Kelly, NCAA Division I wrestler, world champion in BJJ, number 54, tied with Zandy Ribeiro. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't it? Shanji. I need, Shanji. I'm testing you. Alexander Hibero. Uh, yes. His, uh, his fighting name is Shanji. See, the jiu-jitsu guys, yeah. or jiu-jitsu nerds, they'll be like, oh, wow. So, <laughs> so, that's crazy. That. That's really crazy. See, I looked it up crazy. this morning. Uh, so that's a name drop. <laughs> Speaks fluent Japanese, professor teaching Japanese at Sac State. He is a great martial artist, which many people don't even understand that term, which I'd love to hear your thoughts on. Oof. Um, Me too. He'd never say all of the, any of this stuff. It's just not his style. So that's why I think your nickname should become uh, the Humble Beast. But you can't. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the Humble Bee. <laughs> no, the Beast. Oh, beast. Humble Beast because humble bee. you can't call because I kind of buzz around people. I just kind of mm, be your Beast. Your, no, be yourself. <laughs> as soon as if anybody rolls with you, you'll know right away. Yeah. Elliot's my coach. He's also my friend. And again, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. So let's get right into it. Os. Os. Um, what is os? Shoot. Nobody knows. <laughs> it has a lot of different meanings, right? But we get excited when we say it. Yeah. Uh, os, I think, is a. I think it's started in Japan. That's a, you know, a phrase or, the, it, it, there's a, there's like different meanings or different yeah. origins for os. Probably one of them is the os that was like onegaishimasu, mm -hmm. and people kind of condense it and they shorten everything and it's just os, mm -hmm. right? And that's like a greeting, onegaishimasu means like, onegaishimasu literally means like, I will be of... Um, service. Service, please take me under your tutelage, like um, some different meanings, not very well translated. Um, but os can be like a greeting, like hello. Uh, hey, what? Like f f a con uh, a short version of "Hoyo uh, gozaimasu," hmm. os, mm -hmm. uh, which is like "Good morning," right? Or "Hello." Right. Um, other ones that it could be os. Uh, people use it as a response. So right. Like, yes. Yeah. But it could mean no. <laughs> I didn't it's know that mean, either. Well, the, like, I guess we, you're talking about martial arts. Uh, real martial artist, real martial artist never says no. Correct. Right? Always. No. If the master says yeah. 
you do. Okay. So, um, I don't want to say real martial artist, but the traditional Try martial artist. Yeah, because right? in, in Shotokan, uh, it was always os, hello, mm -hmm. os, goodbye, os, mm -hmm. hey, you know what, you're doing that wrong, oh, I'm sorry, os, you know, mm -hmm. it was always that. And so, coming here, it was, it felt, felt natural. <laughs> But then I'll go to boxing or something like that, and some <laughs> like oh, you're doing your jab wrong. Oh, sorry, os. Like, <laughs> so I just say os, not a everything. It, it simplifies life. It's cool. I mean, that's kind of what it does, right? It's the it. You can use it for anything. Um, I'm sorry, os. Mm -hmm. uh, I screwed up, os. Mm -hmm. Forgive me, os. We use it here like a <clears throat> like a almost like a battle cry sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. We're like os, yeah. Uh, Elliot has a competition jiu-jitsu class that I sometimes uh, attend, and uh, when you guys do that and you're, it, it's really amazing. I'll get to that a little bit later, okay. but I want to talk about that. Okay. So now we know what OS is, but I want to, I'm curious, your wrestling background, yeah, NCAA, but way before that, when did you actually start grappling and wrestling? My introduction, hmm. I was kind of introduced to it in fourth grade, fifth grade, fifth grade. Um, we had a, a three-week wrestling class at our at the international school. Which, was which you grew up where? In Japan. You were I didn't see. I didn't even know this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in Japan. Uh, Eleven years. We moved there from Malaysia. So I born in Illinois. Moved to Malaysia. Malaysia to Japan. Stuck in Japan for about 11 years, oh, wow. and then when I was about 14, 13, 14, we moved back to Sac the Sacramento area, Rockland. Wow. Yep, and then I was a sophomore, mm -hmm. and then, you know, went on. But uh, going back to your question, I started wrestling, or my first exposure to wrestling was like the two, three weeks that we had in fifth and sixth grade. We did the wrestling, a wrestling curriculum thing, and then mm -hmm. we ended it with a tournament. And I had a lot of fun. But in seventh grade, I wanted to play basketball. And yeah. so I did. Because that was what all the cool kids did. <laughs> and that's what all my friends did. Right. So um, I played basketball, didn't wrestle. Eighth grade, I tried out for the basketball team. But I told, uh, I told the basketball, or I talked to the wrestling coach. And I said, if I don't make the basketball team, do you think I could come out for wrestling? He's like, yeah, of course, no problem. And then he goes and tells the basketball coach, hey, he's going to do wrestling if he doesn't make the basketball team. So you should just cut him. <laughs> oh. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was devastated, but um, I loved wrestling. It was a great, it was a great uh, camaraderie. It was a really small group, but we got to practice with the high school, um, and so I had a, I had a like really quick success, you mm -hmm. know. But at the same time, I noticed I could I could see my improvement. So mm -hmm. the guys that I was getting beat by at the beginning of the year. I would have really close matches or maybe even beat them really? at the end of the year. Hmm. So I learned that sport relatively quickly. What do you attribute that to? I think good coaching. Really? Um, yeah, and I just kind of enjoyed being around it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I always, I've always <laughs> been like a physically active person. Yeah. I, I like, like I, we'd go out and play basketball for hours after school, mm -hmm. you know, and I would miss 
you know, I would only make like 20% of the shots. So I was like the best rebounder. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> right, that was my thing. Because if you hustled, you, would get, you, could, you, could, you could do well. Exactly. So I kind of took that, like, look, if I hustle and I work hard, then I, could, I can get better. And I, just, I think I just kind of naturally applied that into mm-hmm. the wrestling. And, and wrestling or the grappling sport is like one of those, you know, even if you don't have a lot of athleticism or like maybe natural talent, mm-hmm. If you work hard, you listen to your coaches, you're going to eventually find success. And you, you stay persistent. You yeah. Know, you're going to find success. And I think I, I think I saw that in a, in a quick season. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I, I always wondered how that, how that went about. And I had no idea you lived abroad either. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should address this, that I've known you for, I want to say, eight years now. This okay. is EDH BJJ. We're in your, we're in your school. We're in, we're in the dojo right the now. The dojo. And I've trained here I on hear and off. I people screaming or yelling in the background. <laughs> yeah. Don't be bothered by that. So, yeah, we got we to gotta, we gotta jam because we got class. You got, you're a yeah. busy man. But um, what was your experience like at UC Davis? Um, as far as being a wrestler? Yeah, you're a wrestler. You're, you went from basketball to... <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So, Davis... Uh, was kind of a walk-on uh, to the wrestling team. And my first year, I got cut. Um, hmm. I, just like I got cut from the basketball team. Right. I'm, I, I know that feeling. And I should have done wrestling. I'm so jealous. I should have. <laughs> yeah, you should. You didn't wrestle. I didn't wrestle. Oh, I played a manly sport, <clears throat> tennis. Anyway, go ahead, keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, so walked on, uh, kind of a pseudo walk-on. The coaches knew of me hmm. and, you know, because I was a local wrestler. And um, didn't make the team. There was a cap. I think it was like thirty, maybe maybe plus or minus, you know, one or two. Mm-hmm. And at the end of tryouts, he basically said, you know, you were you didn't make the team because of the following reasons. It was you you weren't in you weren't strong enough, hmm. right? And he was addressing the whole group. There was maybe there was a lot of people that we had maybe fifty guys trying out, which wow. for a college team is really big. Right. And this was I think the second year Coach Zaleski was teaching at Davis or coaching at Davis. So and he, he was a he was a big name wrestler. He was a big time wrestler, you know, uh, D one finalist he wrestled at the University of Iowa. Wow. And um, didn't uh, Mark Munoz too? And then Mark Mark came on to coach uh, my uh, I think it was my third year. That's a big time name drop for those year. MMA fans yeah. and wrestling oh, yeah. fans. That's yeah. way cool. And he's Filipino, so that's even cooler. That's cool. <laughs> that's very cool. Um, <laughs> he's got that Asian persuasion. <laughs> uh, but but uh, yeah. So initially that year it was I think Quincy Clark, who was a 2000 in the year 2000. He was a an Olympian yeah. for the Greco team. He went to he went and wrestled in the Olympics at Sydney. And then we had another guy, Coach Zaleski was the head coach. And then, shoot, I forgot the other coaches. You just had awesome coaches. You had really good coaches. Well, what I noticed, too, as a a student, it just seems like it shows you had good coaching. Because, for real, the way that you motivate people, students, you encourage them, you don't belate anybody. So you had a good stock. And so I think that that shows... Thank no, you. so you got into that, and then you went to Japan. Yeah, so back went, to Japan, and then you fell in love with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, 
right? Yeah, so the story behind jiu-jitsu is I wrestled through college and then finished college in 07. Um, I actually made the team the second year, did a lot of, a lot of wrestling over the summer. And, um, and then, um, let's see, how did it work out? My Did first you? year in Japan was 07 through 08, mm-hmm. and I didn't really, I didn't do any jiu-jitsu, but I started teaching English. I was still coaching wrestling at the high school. Mm-hmm. I started uh, as a, like, I also had a volunteer assistant job at one of the local universities, Yutsumeikon University, um, and that was a lot of fun. So I was really involved with wrestling, and I had aspirations to continue to wrestle, um, post-collegiately. Mm-hmm. In Japan, they had freestyle and Greco, so it worked It worked really well in terms of just focusing on freestyle, which is the international style of wrestling, mm-hmm. and doing, you know, not necessarily being distracted by the folk style, mm-hmm. which is a different, it's more just American style of wrestling. But uh, let me think, where was that? So jiu-jitsu. If you're teaching English, a lot of times you're going to find people telling you or asking you, like part of the, the lesson is like, hello, what's your name? Hi, nice to meet you. I'm from this. And people are going to ask you, what's your hobby? Mm-hmm. Right? And I was thinking like, after a while, I was like, well, I'd say reading. And then I was like, oh, I like to go on the walk. I like to do, watch movies. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not cutting These it. all suck. <laughs> These hobbies suck, right? right? Or it was like playing basketball or mm-hmm. playing tennis. You know, the manly sport. That's right. It is. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I knew those weren't my hobbies. Yeah. Um, and even though I enjoy, you know, playing tennis once in a while or reading a book or watching a movie, it wasn't like a, something that I would, what, so then I started to think, what's a hobby? Mm-hmm. A hobby to me is something that you can do lifelong. It's something that you can do into your, your old age. Mm-hmm. It contributes positively to a healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. and it's something that you enjoy, you know, um, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to learn something new. And there was a big Brazilian community in the area of Japan hmm. that I was living in. I was living in a prefecture called Shiga Prefecture, hmm. which is right kind of right next to Kyoto for the people that may be familiar with Japan. And you hear that wind? It's sensitive, Mike. Oh, that, that's an airplane. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> Maybe. Sorry. Um... Anyways, but Michelle was there, huh? He was one of the Correct. first. He was one of the first ones. Correct. So it was capoeira or jiu-jitsu. Oh, good. right. And yeah. I was like, I'm gonna learn this Brazilian capoeira, and I couldn't find a capoeira place. And then I found a jiu-jitsu place. Wow. It was like an hour and a half away. Oh wow. I was like, man, this is far, but you know what? It's a hobby. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And I started commuting, and then like two or three times there. They're like, oh, you live here? You live, you're, the, you're this far? Mm-hmm. They're like, there's a place that's 20 minutes from here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Oops. Okay. So, so which one did you end up going so to? So then I went, started going oh. to uh, a place called, they called it Bushido Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. was the name of the school. And then the teachers were Michelle yeah. and Marcio. Shout out to Michelle. He's yeah. awesome. Yep. They were brothers. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see. They also had another guy named Marcio or mm-hmm. Mar- Marco. Marco. <laughs> Uh, so Michelle, all all M's. Michelle, Marcio, and Marco, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, I started training. It was amazing. It was yeah. a lot of fun, and I haven't stopped. You wrestler since. guys, when you come in, you have such mat awareness. I'm jealous of it. Uh, you guys are a handful, not coming from a wrestling background, and 
it's not kind of no wonder how you transitioned into jujitsu so fast. But one of my questions was, yeah, at what point did you say, all right, I want to have my own jujitsu school. I want to, I'm going to do this full time. Never. To be honest, so uh, okay, so in the last maybe five or six years, I felt like okay, this is something that I want to do. I I love this. This is something I really enjoy. But uh, the teaching part just kind of fell in place. Mm -hmm. I moved back. We had I moved back from Japan in two thousand nine. This is summer of oh nine, and I was I wanted to keep doing jujitsu, and I was working as a, an assistant or volunteer assistant at UC Davis, coaching. And then in 2010, the program was dropped. Hmm. Um, that's a long story, so we won't go there. <laughs> but they dropped the wrestling program, unfortunately. And I had started teaching here maybe like end of 2009, beginning of 2010. Mm-hmm. And so, and the owner said, hey, why don't you just use our space and run your own program. Hmm. I want to learn jiu-jitsu. It's a win-win for me. I don't have to go outside. I can just change my clothes. Right. You know? And so I started teaching within a martial arts studio called West Coast Martial Arts. Right. And shout out. It was, yeah, shout out. And it was great. Um, but I, hadn't, I didn't know anything about running a business. I didn't know anything about really teaching a professional run jiu-jitsu program. Um, how to teach kids classes. You seem like you're a lot of self-taught in a lot of ways. That's what I've noticed. Like you hustle hard, work hard, and if you don't know it, you're, you're going to teach yourself something. Yeah, I've, I, I think I've, I've tried to find the best guys in jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. and learn what they do really well, as best as I can, even asking them, you know, and that's helped me a lot. Um, but... Uh, and now here you are. But one of the things too I've, I've noticed, it's a, it, the school got bigger. Yeah. Kids are the kids' class is thriving. The adults love it. The competition class is amazing. Some really thanks. Great guys coming out of there. Yeah. Then they're they're winning. They're getting some medals and stuff. But what what drives you to compete? And I mentioned you're number fifty four in the whole world IBJJF. What is it? Because you you're you're hustling. You're right. traveling. You're what what's what drove you? What drives you? To, to, compete? to compete? Yeah. Again, it's jujitsu was a hobby that I was looking for. I found out maybe three or four months into to starting jujitsu that there was tournaments. I was like, yeah. They're like, do you want to do this? I was like, yeah, I'll try a tournament. And then, because I, I thought it was, I was really, um, I wasn't interested in jujitsu initially because I was worried that it was MMA. I was worried that oh, it was right. like fighting. Right. And I didn't want to learn fighting. I just wanted to learn some self-defense. But then I started watching these movies about Elio Gracie and, you know, this old guy. He's like 70, 80, 90 years old. I think he was 90 plus years old at the time. And he was still kind of training with his kids and his grandkids. And right. He just made jiu-jitsu look really fun. And I was like, when I get old, that's what I want to do. I don't want to go golf. I don't want to go play basketball. I want to do jiu-jitsu with my little kids. Nice. And beat them up and feel good about myself. <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah, yeah um, But, uh, yeah, so the competition, what drives me now is I really, I really enjoy it. Wow. I, I, it's so much fun going out there. I love the challenge. Mm-hmm. I think people, I think I, I, the challenge in 
not knowing what's going to happen makes mm -hmm. things exciting. Yeah. And you're a lifelong competitor too, uh, ever since, you yeah. know. But again, it's it's not so much the idea of competing, but it's so much. I feel like I really learn a lot hmm. when I compete. Right. And regardless of my wins or my losses, and I get the I'm it's the most satisfying match, win mm -hmm. or lose, mm -hmm. if I put on a performance. To mm -hmm. me, the, the what I'm looking for is a, a good performance. Mm -hmm. And that, if, if nine times out of ten, if I put on a good performance, I'll probably win. Right. If I make some mistakes, even with a good performance, I'll probably win. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes you'll lose, but that's part of the game. So what, what, I've, what I've found from that I enjoy the most out of competitions uh, is that it's almost like going on stage to do, you know, to, to go give a performance like or a show. a demonstration, huh? A demonstration really? or, you know, if you're in theater, mm -hmm. uh, similar to that, you have to memorize your lines, but sometimes you forget your lines and you got to... Improvisation, you gotta right? improv, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think there's a lot of similarities to that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, at the same time, I think there's, you know, people talk, make that chess analogy, right? You can prepare and study the moves, but ultimately you have to put on your best performance. Right. You know, if you're nervous... If you're nervous or you're tight, you're not going to perform as well if you, as if you're relaxed and you're, mm -hmm. you know, you have a free-thinking, flowing mind. Yeah. Um, so that's been fun about, you know, being one of your students and is just the philosophy behind it too. Yeah. You know, and even I come back and I just came back recently and and I go, man, I'm having a tough time. You know, it's like, and then you just kind of broke it down. You're just like, well, when you come back, you're learning how to swim. You know, just take it easy. It's like, oh, okay, duh. So <laughs> stuff like that. It's it's cool and it's deep. And you know, we're running out of time, but I want to yeah. do some rapid fire questions for you and sure. then do some shout outs for you for okay. your your uh, your sponsor. So book that you've given away the most. Oh, jeez. You know, uh, Mind Gym. Mind Gym. Yeah. All right. What the? Read it. We'll have to check that out. How come you didn't give it to me? No, anyway. Uh, favorite movies? Jeez. I like Forrest Gump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Forrest Gump. All right. Your morning routine? Morning routine. Hit snooze. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't, but no, sometimes it's not. You're not, yeah, No, No, I I. I am, but I have to. I have to be here by six a.m. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So hits news. <laughs> I've been getting better about that. I want to change that. I don't, I don't want to hit news, but I uh, typically wake up at five, mm -hmm. get my day going. Um, when I'm teaching, I get to school by seven o'clock. Um, it's about thirty forty minute commute. Uh, six thirty seven o'clock. If I'm teaching here, teaching jujitsu here. I'm, you know, out the door by 5.30, mm -hmm. 5, 5.20 to get here by 10 till, 10 yeah. till 6. All right. When you think of success, who do you think of? Who pops into your mind? Jeez, man. I who do I think of? Yeah, I steal these questions from success. other people. So. Success. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, See, I wanted to stump you. Yeah, I'm stumped, man. Uh, it's not really uh, success. What is, in terms of what? Jiu-Jitsu, my teacher, Marcos Torregrosa, yeah. he's very successful. we got to have him on here. Yeah, you do. Um, Yamaso Jiu-Jitsu, right? Correct. Okay, that's his team, yep. Marcos Torregrosa. He has a school in Sacramento. Mm -hmm. um, 
the best jiu-jitsu, Bushesha, Marcus Almeida. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy that I'm, you know, trying to, trying to like, study and learn from. I like Paulo Coelho. Oh, yeah. He's got a yeah. lot of cool books. He's awesome. Paulo Coelho, the alchemist. Michael Jordan. Well, we got to wrap it up, man. Uh, EDHBJJ.com. That's where you can find Elliot. Look him up on social media. He's all all over there. Um, His curriculum is going to be coming out. Some really cool stuff. I wanted to thank Daniel Jamison for our tech guy to to get all this going. Thanks, Daniel. Uh, So phenomenal underdogs, man. So this is our show. Who do you want to – you got some very people that help you, support you. Who who do you want to do some shout-outs to? Uh, Jim's. Um, Yamaso BJJ, Eldorado Hills Jiu-Jitsu, and let's see, I always visit Brea Jiu-Jitsu in Southern California. Nice. Let's see, my sponsors uh, on the mat uh, would be AK Armors Kimonos, Mm -hmm. uh, Kumainu Apparel. Let's see, also I have a strength and conditioning coach, uh, One Body Strength and Performance. Mm -hmm. Um, Who else do we have? It's good stuff. I think that's it. That's good stuff. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, again, thank you so much. We're going to have next time. We'll have you on again. Okay. This is Phenomenal Underdogs. Thank you guys for joining. Peace out. Peace out.